goal chance for Conor McGrath. Bernie surely give it in, Conor. What a goal! Mackey heading it towards the 21 metre line. Keep Mackey time. still going. Go on, your boy. Goal is up for Cats. Oh, what a goal! I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now anywhere in the world. It's time to take Sam to throne. If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the whingers and the whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly. But will stick in your mind at the champions who showed class. I want nothing to do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. Did a small change before the game worth the street. How's it going? Welcome along to the GEA podcast, a special All-Ireland football final GEA podcast. It's green against gold, against gold against green... <laughs> It's master tactician against master tactician. It's Donny Goal against Kerry, and we've got a uh, got the whole team here for this one. Adrian Barry, good afternoon. Hi, Nathan. How are you? Tommy Rooney, good afternoon. Nathan, how's it going? I'm fine, by the way. Just yeah, I was looking at where you didn't bother answering my Sorry. question, but whatever. D- Dave McIntyre, that's a good day. Good to have you here. Delighted to be here. But it's not going to be. Is it going to be green against gold? Against gold against green? It is going to be thus. Nobody's changing any shirts this weekend. Mm-hmm. They're just going with tradition. Although it's a little bugbear of mine that Donegal abandoned their tradition. They had the old Kerry jerseys for pretty much the entirety of their GA history up until 1992. And they beat Dublin in All-Ireland semi-final. And then we never see that jersey again. Or they beat Dublin, or they beat Dublin in the final, which is the first time they have the sort of gold jerseys. And that it's always been that way since. I know Sligo went from white to black. Uh, Mayo have sort of abandoned their red hoop as well on their jerseys it doesn't, it doesn't sit comfortably with well, me well you can understand Donegal changing it they won the All-Ireland in that jersey no well they, so cha- they, well, they changed it I suppose you could say they, yeah, they changed it before they won the All-Ireland to actually keep it you've won, you've won the All-Ireland no they no keep it. they didn't they won the All-Ireland football semi-final with their ah, old jersey you know. and they had a different jersey for the final and they have never changed it since well, maybe that is the reason that's the point you're making um, Sligo kept with their black jerseys because they did so well in getting to the All-Ireland quarter-final in 2000 I'm going to say and they were forced into changing their strip for that and they said we are keeping with the black jersey and they've never changed since Tommy you're the brains of the operation if he's wrong in any of this stuff make sure you butt in straight away and <laughs> okay. point out that he's wrong Kerry do a pretty mean um, do, are, are they officially away strips is that the uh, the, the change of strip is well, that they, the you're talking about their blue strip is it they do they have a blue one and they used to have a white one right that well they had a white one the, yeah they would have used that a couple of times that was pretty when, tasty they used the white jersey when they got a hiding off Mead in the 2001 All-Ireland semi-final so you can imagine that they didn't really want to play in those like colours again Manchester United grey strip but never, it, never appeared something similar yeah. to that and the blue strip is the they're the monster colours which is why they wear blue they wore blue in the uh, 1986 All Ireland semi final as well. That was the first time I'd ever seen them wear that colour, and it served them pretty well. You never really think about uh, Monster colours being blue. No, you don't, because Monster rugby team play yeah. in red. But that's about it, though. Like if you watch the interprovincials, Monster will always play in blue. Mm. Hype wise, does it just seem to be a little bit down in the last couple I of think, years? I think it has been. It seems to have been a pretty quiet build up. It'll probably crank up again over the next few days. Like the the, the probably the replay of the last day, maybe people had were were pretty well sated by good quality football, and maybe that's kind of. Or is it that well. there the are that a lot of male people working in the media? <laughs> <laughs> Far too many. 
Is and, that, and, and the All-Ireland Championship finished two weeks ago. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> this is normally the uh, discussion that's based around Dublin's continued progress. And, well, well, sure, maybe it's all the Dublin it. media. If you take all the Dublin media and all the Mayo media out of it, there's basically E3 there are, left. There are actually, there's probably a disproportionate, disproportionate uh, number of Mayo um, media people, is there? As in analyst-wise or... Uh, just generally, well, there seems to be a lot of... in terms of flat out, straight out journalists, who are there? There's Murphy... Well, no, no, journalists we're talking about. Oh, <laughs> very good. Mike Finnerty, Sky commentator. Own some would Butler. say Sky's best commentator. Some would. Some would say that. Probably <laughs> Mike, three quarters of this room. repeatedly. <laughs> Mike would probably say that. <laughs> but I don't know of any other Mayo Own journalists. Butler. Um, I've said him now three times, so that doesn't... <laughs> uh, anyway, the hype has been a little less this week, I think, than Midwest, it has been for, Midwest Radio. for example, last year's final. Or for Dublin Kerry in 2011, I just recall extraordinary hype ahead of that game. Dublin or Mayo got Donegal in two years ago, was incredible. But for and for a game where Alan Milton, who's uh, director of operations in the communications in GA, said we could have sold this game out twice over. Do they not just say that every year? Well, there is a serious scramble for tickets. I could I don't recall a week where I've been personally asked for tickets more than I have this week. Yeah, that, that always bugs the hell out of me. People who come to the sports department of a radio station and say, "Ah, oh, sure, you've got loads of tickets." Yeah, Drawer, drawer full of them in here. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, is is the lack of hype happen. down to the fact that there's never a huge amount of hype surrounding Kerry. They're so used to being in this position and Donegal have been there two years ago. So Maybe it's the fact that nobody expected these two teams in the final. You know, Kerry's Shouldn't the, that add to the hype though? But I, I think it's the fact that Kerry don't know what to make of their own team. But like I, I see the point you're making and a similar point to one which Daryl Shea made in his piece in the Times yesterday. But you could flip that and say, isn't this a really great Kerry team for the fans to get behind? They're the underachievers. No one really expected a huge amount from them. They proved everybody wrong. No one gave them a chance. And as, a, as opposed to a team which is just steamrolling their way through the championship like the great Kerry teams of the past, we can really get behind this one. It's also a very interesting bunch because they're not a bunch that are going to be together particularly long. Like normally you see a bunch of players coming through. Like obviously the Clare under, underage hurlers at the minute is a pretty good example of a bunch of players who are going to spend their entire careers winning, presumably, alongside each other. And uh, this team has got a bunch of players. Can we expect down the post the likes of Declan O'Sullivan, Edna Mahoney, uh, Karen Donaghy, Mark O'Shea. These guys don't have a huge amount of years left in them. And then the flip side of that, you've got a bunch of players who haven't played a lot of football at, Cro- at uh, Croke Park at all. Ganey, Crowley, James O'Donoghue as well. So it's probably going to be one of the few years that this particular bunch of players, outside of the usual sort of uh, trickle of players that you normally get away, the uh, natural selection from a squad, there's pretty big mix of the old and the new here. Have Kerry always not had that sort of a good mix? You think of the team in the late 90s where Morris Fitz was kind of just fading out of it and there was all the good young players coming through. Then when Daryl Shea was maybe getting on a little bit, there was a lot of young players coming through into the squad then. That you know, when Daryl was coming through, there were no, there was no real quality that had been there as established stars aside from I can only think of Morris Fitzgerald. Like who yeah. else was there? Because that was a carry team that had come through that 11 years without winning in All-Ireland. It is similar though when you're talking about the O'Shea brothers coming through, not Daryl, but Mark and Tomás. Because that team, they were coming into a team that had won the All-Ireland in 97 and had gone, got to the All-Ireland semi-final the following year. So at least there was a bit of pedigree in that team. And they were bringing through players who had been had really successful under-21 careers. But this Kerry team, they don't have any real under-21 pedigree. There was, they won the All-Ireland in 2008. There's only three players that will be playing this weekend that played in that team. Um, two if Killian Young fails to start, and he may not start. So they're, they're just a team that have been moulded by their manager. 
without any real experience or pedigree coming into it. But you can't take away the, f- the fact that they've played massive games in Croke Park. Mm. They played that classic semi-final last year. They've won an All-Ireland quarter-final and semi-final this year. I don't think, exp- when you say James O'Donoghue who hasn't played a huge amount of cr- football in Croke Park, he's still played five, six massive games. At senior level? Yes. I don't know that he has. He was injured for a couple of those games last year. I don't know well, that he, he has at Croke Park. superb in the semi-final against Dublin. Yeah. Last year. So that proved how great he can be in the big mm. day. He played an All-Ireland final. Um, in 2011 he was probably playing in that game so it's a lot, it's a lot of heartache he hasn't mm. actually had great days but he's played on massive occasions at Crow Park and proved that he can handle it Tommy you said that I don't think either of these sides or either of these counties really expected to be back in an All-Ireland final this year which would be a great <clears throat> excuse me which would be a greater achievement Kerry or Donegal winning this All-Ireland I think Donegal you have to say Donegal because when you take their their whole history into account, you know Kerry obviously thirty odd titles. Donegal is is two, isn't it? Yeah, Kerry gone for the thirty seven. Donegal gone for thirty seven. Like that's such a massive difference. Like so, I think the Donegal people are mental. Definitely oh, sorry, you were going to say something else. Go on, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to say they were mental. Yeah, but they are. Like, <laughs> they're the ones that are going to be creating the hysteria on Sunday. Like all all I'm hearing is from my Donegal mates talking about this game. The Kerry lads are keeping quiet. I think they're kind of afraid. They're waiting in the long grass, Tommy. They're not sure. I think they're 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 kind of they're afraid to get behind Kerry. I think it's it would be a bigger achievement for Kerry because Donegal have a team of All Ireland champions. They've basically managed to recreate 2012 exactly. in 2014. Is Fitzmaurice already the manager of the year, regardless of what happens in the All Ireland final? Well, that was oh, going to be my next question. I that don't know. If Donegal win this game, tacticians. the Dublin victory stands out as one of the great wins over the last ten years. Granted, but okay. That, absolutely accept that like the point that you made that this Donegal team a bunch of them were here a couple of years ago and like nothing beyond nothing was expected of this Kerry team this year now you can look in some some respects to the quality of some of the opposition they've played at uh, various times and ask exactly who they've beaten like a pretty decent Tipperary team the Munster semis bang average Cork team in the final uh, conceded 2-10 against a pretty average Galway team in the quarters granted did very well against your boys, uh, Nathan. But again, a Mayo team that plenty of people question, the in-game uh, nouse of the former management team. So you can certainly question uh, who they've come up against in many respects. You can question you can question Donegal as well, though. They well, scraped through the quarter-final. Ultimately, they've beaten a team that are like that that are accepted to be, this year, aside, people I think expect them to be back again next year. I know, year, but if you want to pick holes teams of our in Dublin, you could say they just didn't turn up on the day. Well, you could pick holes in any of the opposition that Donegal have played, but they did play a hugely fancy Derry team that many people expected to go deep into the championship. They beat the reigning Ulster champions, they've knocked out the reigning All-Ireland champions, and they've beaten a real dour dog at Armagh team. I think their path of the final has been far more difficult than the one Kerry have had to negotiate but Kerry have made a huge deal out of the teams that they've had to beat because aside from the court game they actually haven't put anybody away I mean Galway were still in that game with 10 minutes left Clare were still in the game with 10 minutes left and I think that the semi-final win over Mayo was probably the, the one game you can point to where Mayo just have or Kerry really have come to the fore Are, are we not giving the, the opposition then enough credit is that the point I mean are we, are we saying that Clare are we not giving Clare enough credit? Are we not giving Cork enough credit? Well, are I wouldn't we not give Cork Gal- any credit. Giving, are we not giving Galway enough credit? You wouldn't credit? give Cork any credit because they were so dreadful. Because if we're giving them due credit, then you definitely have to question the quality of opposition they've played. Yeah, but is it just the case, and we won't know if Kerry win this match, then we turn around and say, yes, 
what Eamon Fitzmaurice has done this year (laughs) is one of the great managerial achievements I think it is anyway well it is yeah it's up there but if they win it but like without saying wanting to bring it back to Mayo you've got Mayo Kerry Cork Donegal Dublin possibly Tyrone they were the team Monaghan they were the teams that were going to contest the last five six places Kerry even with the fall even without the gooch even with the low expectations were always expected to get to an All-Ireland quarterfinal minimum possibly a semi-final so it's just a matter of that victory yeah. against Mayo the way O'Donoghue's played the way he's got Donahue back playing well again the way he put Declan O'Sullivan back in, in the sweeper position against Cork in the Munster final Well, it, What is the question whether or not he will be manager of the year regardless of what happens on Sunday I think this it will that particular title will solely be decided by who wins mm. Is there a You cannot turn around if Tony Gold no. win the All-Ireland Why say, don't they have a manager of the year? Because they're so few. They should do. They really should do. At the old, well, I guess there's the isn't there the Phillips Manager of the Year awards, which isn't That's GA it, related. Yeah. That's a little more yeah. they really or the overall do. sporting like umbrella. The all, like the all stars, completely there should, should be. I think there should. Well, it's just I guess it's not like in in the Premier League where, like, what who gets Manager of the Year? The All Ireland winner or no, the manager who gets but, team but to like a semi final or quarter final? It's something that helps sell the game. Like it's a bit of a no brainer. And these two managers on Sunday, the amount of influence that they have in these games is huge. huge. Absolutely huge. In game. Yeah, oh, in game, but mainly mainly the before the game. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's talk about that then, because a lot of it is going to a lot of the pre match focus is on the Kerry full forward line and the Donegal full back line. But with these two managers and their brilliance, is one of them just going to pull a rabbit from the hat? We're not are we going to see Donahue and O'Donoghue up against the two McGee's? Well, I don't know if Kerry will be naive enough to go into this game and think, let's lump the ball in on top of Donny. Because that, that's been foiled pretty much, aside from 2006 and 2014, against Mayo, against a manager who does seem to have a real difficulty with adapting to the different nuances of a particular game. James Horn has done massive work for Mayo. He's left them in a far greater place than they were when he took over. But you cannot dispute the fact and even his response to the in the Western people, his piece in the Western people to the question of Donaghy, he all he did was say Jerk Hafferge is an excellent fullback. Gave no explanation as to why Donaghy was given the entire replay on Jerk Hafferge, um, aside from when Keane came in for the what, the last ten minutes. The game was lost. Careful now, Dave, because he did go on to say the national media are great. They give a fair and balanced view. It's the local media. Well, I've I've just given a fair and balanced view. So if James is standing by that, he should accept that. But I do think that Kerry will not come in and thinking, let's reprise what we did against Mayo, stick it in a top of Donny. It didn't work in the 2012 All Ireland quarter final, and it won't work this Sunday. And Eamon Fitzmaurice is far too tact, tact, tactically adept to actually fall for that one. You still think he'll start, though, yeah? Absolutely, no doubt. Well, if yeah. it's like, but, but then, so if they're not going to play that high ball into him, then why start him? Because you can use him. You don't like you don't have to pump it in on top of him every t- opportunity you get. You have to create. I think it was Dara again looking at his piece that actually said you have to create the right conditions to use Donahue at at his best. So instead of just picking the ball up in the half forward line and just lumping it in like um, Dunny Gall did against Mayo in the first 10 minutes of the 2012 final you actually have to create the conditions for that to work and that'll start way further out the field and Dunny gets really good at laying off ball as well mm. if it bounces up in front of him he just he can win more ball than the one that's just pumped in on top of him he's such he a was clever, winning, clever player isn't he was he? winning yeah. ball everywhere against Mayo exactly. not just ball up high you know Donny, Kieran Donny's got his mojo back I would not be surprised if a couple of long balls in there are going to make serious difference I was listening to um, the Irishman Abroad podcast during the week and it just brings to my mind it was the one with Niall Quinn I don't know if anybody else has heard it it's, uh, 
it's a brilliant podcast to listen to. But Nigel Quinn, apparently, which was something I hadn't been aware of, was offered an AFL contract uh, just before, uh, well, actually during the time that Arsenal wanted to bring him over. Melbourne were after him and uh, a brand new franchise, the Sydney Swans. Both of them wanted to bring him over. But anyway, he'd been over for some trials and he'd learned some skills. Actually, do you remember the, the was it the Dipper? Was that his name? Do you remember there was the, do you remember a few years ago, there was the Dipper and the Nipper, uh, Marty Morrissey and this guy, the Dipper, from the Aussie Rules yeah, he was he was part of the great Aussie teams from the compromise rules in yeah. the mid eighties, and he and he went on to be a pundit. Anyway, apparently Dipper had given Noel Quinn all these really good bits of advice about how to when the ball comes into you, you got to fend off your man and then create the space to get the ball. And then he says that he brought that into his Noel Quinn, the footballer, so that the, the ball would come in. He'd fend his man off with his body, create a bit of space for himself. And so here he was saying this skill from this other sport. And Don he clearly gets that stuff from basketball. The idea. He's like like and and it's probably become better with age as well, the idea that he can fend his man off in, in such a way. Now obviously his body has developed to the point that he's not the physical specimen that he perhaps was a few years back. But just that idea of fending the man off, creating the space to um to take the ball in, he's 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 brilliant at it. He's probably one of the best in the country at it. How do you fend two men off though? The two McGee's. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, I don't think, think it'll be the two McGee's. Paddy it'll McGrath. be it'll be Eamon. Eamon took care of James or of, of Kieran Lid- Donoghue in the 2012 quarter final it'll be Neil McGee on James O'Donoghue and somebody else will be in and around Drop and then another guy fourth McGainey. guy well, will be waiting for the breaking ball and get, you've got Ganey to deal with you do but when you've got at times against Dublin 14 men were behind the ball mm. at times 15 men were behind the ball so to, to, Donegal just need to prevent Kerry from letting it in early that's why Kerry will be looking to gain with Donoghue but if you just take if you force the opposition if Donegal forced Kerry into taking an extra three seconds two seconds before they let it in doesn't matter what Donny does because he'll have two men jumping for him and you can still take care McGee, Neil McGee on James O'Donoghue you can still have somebody like Paddy McGrath on Paul Ganey and a third guy in there alongside the two breaking it off Donny yeah. to, to pick up the breaking ball that will most likely be Ryan McHugh mm. so just McDonagall will always feel that the numbers will add up for them Kerry have to make sure that the numbers don't add up for Donegal is one of the things that make both McGuinness and Fitzmaurice so good is their opposition analysis. Maybe that's what separates them from James Horne and Jim Gavin, that you do sense, certainly with Jim Gavin's always said, we concentrate in our own game yeah. first. And James Horne, to a certain extent, Mayo play this way, and in their three, four years under Horne, they never really changed it. Whereas McGuinness and Fitzmaurice... I'm just wondering, is it going to be, whether it'll be a game of chess or a game of chicken almost, in that... Who breaks first? Yeah, that's that a great they've point. They've spent so much time thinking about each other. If you ask Jim Gavin, he will never tell you that they spend time on the opposition. But it's they always do. About, but they must do. But they clearly don't as much as some no. other teams. Like yeah. Jim McGuinness, when he spoke to Woolley at the launch of the, the All Ireland Final Press Day up in Bally Buffet, he said the first week, we will spend the first week, including the five days in, were they at Lockern? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Lockern this Lock time around. Yeah. This time around, we'll be spending those five days analysing Kerry. Yeah. Now he's the very one of very few managers that will actually admit to that, but it's what Donegal have built their house on for the last four years, and the lack of analysis that Dublin had done on Donegal was clear to see in the second half in the All Ireland semi final, and I have to admire Jimmy Guinness for being so honest that yes we fear the opposition we respect the opposition and that is the reason that we put so many hours into what they could possibly do rather than what we will do. We had. We'd more or less said that before the semi-final between Dublin and Donegal, even though we all predicted Dublin would win. But we had spoke about their five days in Johnston House and just how much time they would spend coming up with a plan, coming up with some sort of a game plan to stop Dublin. Mm. Not 
to start Donegal, but just to stop Dublin. And presumably that's exactly... Or is it different now? Was Were they so focused on Dublin that there was a definite way of stopping Dublin? Whereas Kerry, it's more of just a regular game that Donegal will have to play to their strengths rather than stopping Kerry. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be... Donegal are going to use a different tactic than they use against Dublin. Not What is it? <laughs> like, what I saw they did against Mayo in the first half of the first game, and they did it so well, and I don't know if it was picked up on that much, but the, the Kerry half-backs, they dropped back, and avoided Mayo onto them. We saw Aidan O'Shea the amount of times in the first half. Different ads were running in and getting bottled up. And we saw Donegal, the amount of times they overlapped on Dublin and caught them. And Dublin were exposed. That's not going to happen against Kerry, I don't think. I think Kerry be smart enough that they're holder halfbacks. Then again, you're going to have the the problem with, as you said, ball into Donaghy. There's going to be three or four Donegal boys mm. there for the break. How do you counter that? As you said, it's a game of chess. You know? well, that's what I'm if they keep a clean sheet, they'll win the All-Ireland. And Dublin would have beaten Donegal out of sight if they hadn't left themselves so exposed at the back. If you, look, we forget about the fact that Dublin led 9-4 and had two wonderful goal chances, both of which were missed. Mm, yeah. Probably would have buried Donegal had one of those gone in. But even so, they were still only down a point at half-time and they continue to be opened up in the second half. Tommy's right, that will not happen on Sunday. Donegal are not going to score three goals at the weekend and they're going to have to find another way to be Kerry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is a potentially more game of chicken where you have the Kerry half-backs defending... Donegal we know will have plenty of men back and basically you've just got acres of space in the middle of the pitch as the two sides stand mm. off each other yeah. so like so it could be 9-all after an hour yeah like that actually could and not, but not a sort of turgid 9-all like we saw in Dublin Donegal three years ago a fascinating one we don't but, even know like sorry Dave we don't even know like what players he's going to well M. Fitzmaurice particularly is going to select for this game he's like the guy Wally wrote a piece in the Irish Independent today about him uh, he's just Never this guy <laughs> selects on form that uh, he's our man at uh, Crow Park by the way Nathan on Sunday uh, well, it's because I listen to him all the time <laughs> uh, well retrieved um, yeah who does he start like Declan O'Sullivan obviously is one of those I can't believe you haven't even mentioned the Hawk yet Nathan where are we like 25 minutes oh, sorry, into, uh, <laughs> into the podcast well surely that would be the perfect situation for the Hawk Declan O'Sullivan that yeah. he just sits back in that sweeper role again yeah. there's loads of space in front of him to pick out those balls into O'Donoghue or into Donny or whoever else is in around there. It's a surprise that O'Sullivan hasn't had a greater role since well, the Monster final. He's clearly injuries, struggling though. with injury. Like, like, if you look at the, the bandages on his knee the last day, I'm sure on both his knees, like proper well, is this old not, There's only one knee damaged, but he's got bandages yeah. on both knees. Oh, look, he looks... Th- his knees yeah. must be in an absolute shambles. Brian Lohan. <laughs> or was it Shawnee McMahon, sorry. The shoulder. Yeah, wrap, no, wrap, I don't know wrap, if that's wrap, what's going on here. Wrap but, the good shoulder, is that the, that's the idea? Yeah, wrap, wrap, yeah wrap the exactly, good shoulder. wrap the good one. Yeah. The, like, it's hard to know. I think there are maybe only a couple of selection issues with Kerry. Where, does he start killing Young or does he start Peter Crowley? Mark O'Shea is the other one. Will Mark O'Shea get back in? I think yeah. he will because Shane Enright was taken off pretty early in the replay against, against Mayo. They're the only two, really, because I do see... Um, the other one might be Michael Ganey might lose out in, Steve, in place of Stephen O'Brien. But they're all sort of 50-50 calls, none of which I think have a massive bearing yeah. on the game, like a would Donahue start or not type of a, yeah. a scenario. So I don't... Th- and I think from a Donegal point of view, you can pretty much pick their starting 15. It's just a question of where their players are going to line up. Paddy McBurdy's not going to start, is he? Who? Is Paddy McBurdy going to start? Like I he d- started... David Mark Walsh, 13 the last day. Yeah, I don't know. Roy I, Kavanagh, is he if I, I, I would think that he will start Paddy McBrady. Christy. Christy Toys, it's a difficult one. You saw his influence. N- influence and why he was so badly needed against Dublin. But against Kerry, maybe with David Moore playing so well, 
and Anthony Marr improving every game. Christy Toy is required. Do you, how long you get out of Christy? Will you get an hour out of him? Are you better using for the last 20 minutes as opposed to the first 45 minutes? I guess that's what Jim needs to figure out. He was so impressed when he came on, obviously, the other day. Um, uh, Mikey Ganey, by the way, that's in true Kerry fashion. Brother or cousin Dave? We'll go with the latter. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's that's the only point I have to make. Okay. Is, uh, <laughs> there is no follow up on that. What's his What's his story? Is, is, just that his name is, is Mike, Mikey Ganey. That's all. That's the only point I have to make. I have nothing else to follow up on you it. Sorry, what's the point of your point? Is in that's, true Kerry fashion, his name. his name is Michael, but in true Kerry fashion, his name is actually Mikey. Mikey. Is that like I have nothing more? To Dave add. is called David, but in true Dublin fashion, we call him Dave. <laughs> Dave. <up. laughs> Wow. Oh, that's quite a point. That's For your sake. That's, that's definitely going in next year. That's definitely going in next year's intro. Somebody from Kerry's called Mikey. Oh, Jesus, that's cute horrors. I just thought Dave might bring this into his, you know, the people of Great Britain with or without Scotland might want to know that that uh, this guy's name is actually Mikey. Uh, you know, so. I just, just going out to the people of uh, Wewellyn Garden City, uh, just if you're wondering why he's called Mikey, it's because he's from Kerry and that's how they do things down there. What what Garden City? Do you never know that place? Wewellyn Garden City. Oh, you just made that up? No, no. I was uh, just uh, looking at it earlier. Justin Rose from there. There are plenty of other Mikey. God, jeez, I not? thought my point was shit, but jeez. <laughs> I'm thinking Mikey on, Conroy like... for Mayo for a start. Yeah. Mickey. <laughs> Mickey Conroy. Mikey, Mikey. Conroy. Mikey the, Sheen uh, is the, uh, the point, you know. Speaking of Mickey's, Mikey's, and Michael's. Where will Michael Murphy start? The yeah, game? that's what I was just going to say. We've managed to get through 25 minutes of the podcast and not even mention Michael Murphy, who has been the key player for Donegal for so long. Somebody in this room is uh, amongst the all-star panel uh, for selecting the all-stars. And I know there's quite a bit of uh, confusion as to where Michael Murphy would actually fit in because he's kind of played everywhere. Yeah, well, there will be. It'll just be the same situation we were in last year because um, obviously we can't give too much away. But say, for example, there were five, six hours spent picking the All-Star team about five and a half of those six hours were spent on the Keno Sullivan conundrum the Sean Kavanagh conundrum and the uh, Keith Higgins conundrum three players no one really was entirely sure and there was, there was certainly not a unanimous feeling as to where they should be nominated is Sean going to play a midfielder is he going to be the half forwards is Keno Sullivan a centre half backers a midfielder is Keith Higgins a corner back or a corner forward um, and in the end we know the way they went but that will be the debate surrounding Michael Murphy this year because I'd say it you know I'm tr- just trying to uh, a blanket over this, but 70% of his time has been spent way out the field. Even Would there even be 30% of his time spent in around the edge of the square? He scored four points so. from play in the entire championship so far. So he will be. Uh, he will spend geez, the fast you, amount of Sunday that stat outside. If you the start of the championship, you would have said Donegal were out by now. Yeah, yeah. and he won't, and he won't have a huge influence. No. They've scored so little as well. That's the thing though, you know. Yeah, yeah you take out the, well... The three sixteen against Antrim and the Dublin match, the three fourteen there. In general, it's been twelve scores. Yeah, they got one eleven against Derry, one against two fifteen against Monaghan, and one twelve against Armagh. Look, he may well spend sixty minutes in the centre half back position, but there's a very good chance he'll spend the first ten minutes on the edge of the square. And do you think Eamon Fitzmaurice is going to get done in the same way that James Horne was two years ago? I think not. Here, those all, those all star discussions. I presume it's just. It's okay, Dave. I wasn't. Or Adrian, I wasn't invited either. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm looking at Dave. <laughs> looking at Dave. The uh, I presume it's just like it's. It's not so much. Like, is the conversation is Michael Murphy better at centre forward or midfield, or is the conversation? Oh shit, we've got too many midfielders here. Let's we got to make room for him. Let's put him somewhere else. You can, all everything, anything, and all of those could be a factor. 
Yeah. Because uh, obviously, if you are if you are cramming your half forward nominees with guys who have played in different positions, say two guys in different positions, there's going to be two or three standout half forwards that won't even make the nominations list, as opposed to not even mm. making the team. So if you were going to put Keno Sullivan in midfield, well, that didn't leave an awful lot of room for potentially Sean Kavanagh, Aidan O'Shea, Michael Darren McCauley, um, and that's so all of that forms part of the debate. If you want to put Keith Higgins in as a corner forward, there's probably a stellar corner forward that won't even be nominated. Have you uh, met already, or is that no. happen afterwards? We've sent our nominations in. Right. Who we haven't met. Who have you gone for at centre forward? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say. Midfield? No, not that position either. Um, or so, goalkeeper, so full back line or half back line. <laughs> play, player of the year. So, so the player is the player of the year. Has, uh, have you sent through your nominations for that yet? No, you don't. That'll just and be... And so you sent through your, nom- your, your nominations before the All-Ireland final? Yes, but that is just so we can get some of... There's a lot of paperwork involved. But will that, that just will get some of the... That, can, you can you tweak that again afterwards? Of course, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Guys who... Someone rocks up and scores 1-6 from play to win an All-Ireland, he may come from nowhere and suddenly be jettisoned into the, All-Ireland, or the All-Star team. I think Michael Murphy will end up in the full forward line on the All-Star team because there's not a huge amount of other options. Don't be trying to influence the jury, Nathan. No, but I would agree. James yeah. O'Donoghue will, I would be, agree. will be player of the year. Uh, provided if well, Kerry Wayne James O'Donoghue is player of the year well, but if Donegal had Ryan won McHugh, stack, if Ryan McHugh well, has a big game in the All-Ireland final like, like is James O'Donoghue eligible for young player of the year I don't think so he's 24 24 that's yeah, a little like, b- b- well, beyond it Ryan McHugh Daniel Sturridge was nominated for young player of the year in the Premier League last he doesn't year have, he doesn't have a lot of air miles is the thing with James O'Donoghue as opposed to no but he's still 24 yeah. and he will be a contender for the player of the year and what happened with Tony Kelly last year, I can't ever recall it happening in the football. Yeah. Um, it'll be Ryan McHugh locked and loaded. I think he's 33-1 to one on to win the Young Player Footballer of the Year award. And then it's one of James O'Donoghue and um, Michael Murphy. Murphy for Footballer of the Year. Hmm. I don't see anybody else being in, the, in that yeah. mix. You don't think McHugh gets a... Gets well, if he, if a I don't think if so. He, if he scores nomination. a couple of goals in the All-Ireland in the maybe. final, yes, then maybe. Think, look, right I think, I think, yeah, that's the point. All right, I guess we're going to have to call this at some stage um, I read, we, we've spoken a little bit about this before about how you, how much you, how much trust you put in Kerryman who writes articles or uh, you well, know. what you're really saying is how much trust <laughs> you put in the O'Shea's <laughs> uh, one article I read Tomas O'Shea tipping Donegal to be Kerry uh, you know which always makes me a little bit suspicious but actually I'm going to go along with that I just think um I just think look there's a, an interesting mix is the way I'll put it of uh, players in that Kerry team I do think that it's uh, possibly the last time we see the likes of O'Mahony, Declan Sullivan, I can't, with those knees the way they are, I can't see him. There's much more road left in him either. Um, Danahy perhaps as well. And um, this, th- it's a bunch of players, as I mentioned earlier on, who haven't really, you know, outside of this year, as a group, soldiered a huge amount together. And it's a very different situation for Donegal. And the way they beat Dublin, it was a master master plan of uh, a master te- uh, tactical plan by McGuinness. If he could, if he could do that against the team that we all suspect are the team of a generation, I do expect him to uh, beat Kerry. But an honourable mention uh, for Kerry and having come this far at all. An honourable mention for getting to the All Ireland yeah, final. Yeah, seriously, like it's a two horse yeah. race. You've tipped on a goal, but giving an honourable mention. Yeah, will be Kerry. delighted. The king will be delighted. Uh, they can do it honourable mentions down there with yeah. their 36 no, All-Ireland titles. Listen, this Not group... Not the patronising Westmeath, right. man. Piss off, get on with it. <laughs> I think... Um, I, I'm not going to say Don- Don- Donegal were lucky to beat Dublin because that would clearly be ludicrous talk. But if you take into account the goal chances, the absolutely shocking wise Dublin kicked in that game. The naivety. While 9-4 up and the incredible naivety. The... 
gloss I think would be taken off the Donegal victory and Kerry are not going to fall into that trap in in terms of the wides that they're going to be kicking in terms of them leaving themselves open at the back and the complete lack of patience that Dublin showed in the second half the four wides they kicked in a row before Paddy Andrews scored on 66 minutes had they gone over and they were all scorable eminently scorable that would have left two points between the teams going into the last five minutes. So I think that game could have been so different and for all the praise that they deserved Donegal, the way they picked off Dublin on the uh, front foot, that will not happen this weekend. In saying that, because I think it's going to be a really close game, I just think Donegal will keep the score down sufficiently to nick it and I think they will nick it by maybe a point. So two Donegals. Tommy? Yeah, no, I agree with what Dave was saying there about the, the Dublin win. Um... And just Kerry, that it shouldn't have been as spectacular as, no, it, as we're looking upon it as. It shouldn't have been. And that's down to Dublin, really. More Total than system failure was what Justin McNulty yeah. called it in the panel on mm. Saturday. And Kerry, they're just, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't, I don't think anyone knows where this team has come from. Like, so I'm saying Donegal, but Kerry are going to have something up their sleeve. So Donegal by two. <laughs> So three Donegals But I think three tentative Donegals yeah. That's just where we are No with mine's this game. not tentative No Adrian's mine's not tentative no. yeah. It was both yeah. uh, No I'm not saying It's going to be a comprehensive win But I am saying Donegal Are going to win it Okay You're going straight out there For a convincing Donegal win I think I'm just going to go With a draw What Why not I think it could be I, I think you could be right Dave I think it could be Very low scoring This could be a 12 points to 11 Dogfight I'll just be interested To see what happens With Donaghy As to can Donegal shut him down? Do we end up seeing Donny at midfield at some stage? With Paul Durkin's kickouts, if things aren't going well for David Moore and, and Donny can't get involved at full forward, do they pull him out there? I don't know. I, just two two managers, watching McGuinness even yesterday, been interviewed up over in Celtic, you're like, you would literally run through a wall for this guy. Mm. I could win yeah. an All-Ireland under this guy. Wow. Kerry Kerry players would feel the exact same about Fitzmaurice I'm sure you've said that both managers are going to pull something out of the bag here and they will it is so fascinating because I don't think they're the two best teams in the country but they probably have the two best managers in the country and that's why it's virtually impossible to pick a winner Donegal favourites because they've knocked out the All-Ireland champions but as I say I would be tentative the best two teams in the country are Dublin and Mayo well I think Dublin and Mayo you could put an argument together for them to being being the two best teams in the country, but then the opposing argument is, well, where are they now? Mm. Yeah, they well, were outgunned by two brilliant managers. Exactly. You've made Nathan happy anyway, Dave. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, takes a lot these days. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, so three Donny goals, one draw. If it is a draw, we'll be back again. In yeah, you see, the thing about it is, like, if Donny win, nobody gives us any kudos because they're like, ah, Donny win. And if it's a draw, this fella's going to be like, you're going to hear that clip many times over. Well, have you not been at all these podcasts? That is the <laughs> How many of our tips have just been because the other two have gone for somebody else? Uh, well, we're going to have uh, lots of coverage on Sunday afternoon. I'm actually not going to even see the match. Wow. Going to be oh, at yeah. Manchester City against Chelsea, so I'll just be listening in. GA will be absolutely delighted if they're listening into this pod. It's the third time ahead of the All-Ireland Final that Nathan Murphy's mentioned the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> well... And we do know they, they love a, they love a uh, Thursday GA podcast. Over in GA HQ. headquarters. Uh, yeah, Colm's going to be at uh, Croke Park for us on Sunday. Um, Are you going, Adrian? Morris You're on your Fitz- holidays. You're Morris, off. You're going to take a busman's holiday. Morris Fitzgerald. Uh, and who else is at the the outside broadcast this evening? Yeah, Kale. Yeah, Mossy Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. Did Johnny you see Jeremy Connolly's goal? Oh. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And you'll also be able to listen back to the best bits if you're listening to Post Thursday on Newstalk.ie. Um, I'm not going to go to it, uh, Nathan. No, uh, I have family commitments. I think is the way these things are 
Basically described. Losing. <laughs> uh, all our GA yeah. coverage course is with thanks to Liberty Insurance, proud partners of GA Hurling and Camogie. Uh, that is pretty much it for this week. Unless there's any other business. Listen, well, if it is the end, this is the end, lads. It's been a delight doing yeah. these podcasts with you for the summer. We may have to do it again in two weeks' time, but who knows? It's been emotional. It's been a torture. In that it's pretty much bored me to tears. But uh, yeah, thanks for that. Dave, Tommy, Adrian, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Nice well. See you, lads. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, behind the game. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something. The game, if it ain't saying nothing. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game.